is our fourth podcast of the week. Not one, not two, not three, LeBron, but four podcasts in one week. I'm super excited. Yeah, really sticking it to him because he needs his fourth ring in order to eclipse the Warriors super team. It'd be great. He has another mountain to climb. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors was the best thing that ever happened to LeBron James. Anyway, welcome back to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. My name's AJ Rose. We are on episode sweet 16 of Fighting Fire with Fire. And back once again is my good friend, the master of the picks, who's playing an app on his phone as we record, Elliot Bruce. Elliot, say hi to the people. What's going on, people? Uh, Elliot asked if he could come over and record today, and I was pleasantly surprised that he had some off-the-field topics that he wanted to talk about, because usually with Elliot, we're talking about picks, we're talking primarily about football and college football, and we will get to that. However, you wanted to talk about one specific football player today, and that would be... All right. Um, (laughs) There is a lead-in to this um, that is related to picks. In my survivor pool this week, I had previously scheduled to pick... Buffalo as my as my survivor pool pick. Mm-hmm. But upon the news that Colin Kaepernick is the now Bills are playing slated, the 49ers, right? Yes, yes. The 49ers are, are flying into Buffalo to play the Bills. Upon news of Colin Kaepernick starting, I'm feeling a little uh, apprehensive. Nervous, apprehensive about my pick, and I just wanted to run it by you and get your take on it. Because in my opinion, I, Colin Kaepernick should have been starting all along. And it's been one of the dumbest things in in the NFL that he has not started over Blaine Gabbert, as much as I love Blaine Gabbert. Now, do you think that his protest had anything to do with the fact that he was sitting? I actually don't think it had. Because I I don't either. But I think that that might be the thought of some people, that the fact that Kaepernick was taking a knee during the anthem was directly correlated to him not starting. Uh, I I don't believe so. I, I, I don't think so either. I think Kaepernick was just didn't earn his spot in training camp for whatever reason. Maybe it's because of his afro. <laughs> like, slowed down his wind resistance. I keep thinking that he's got to shave that thing and get to get out of the cornrows and get back to the sort of buzz cut look that he had when he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2012. But to answer your question, Elliot, I agree with you. I would not take the Bills in a survivor pool solely because Kaepernick is in the game and he's that much of a wild card. But... That's your lead-in. Now, what do you actually want to talk about with this? Uh, no, I mean that was that. I just kind of want to do like, what do you what do you think of uh, Kaepernick? Like, do you think that do you think that he will? Because the spread has moved up. Actually, the spread opened at seven, and now it's like nine. And now it's nine and a half. That's so. For some reason, people are people are viewing Colin Kaepernick as being a downgrade from playing Gabbert. I don't know, I mean, man. I I think that. It's weird to see a quarterback reach the heights that Kaepernick reached because he had 175 yards rushing in that playoff game against the Packers in 2012, which is the all-time record regular season or playoffs for quarterback rushing. And then they beat the Falcons in Atlanta in the NFC Championship game and then were down, I think, 28-7 to against the Ravens in the Super Bowl and came all the way back and had first and goal from the five-yard line to win that game. And that's how close he is to winning the Super Bowl. And if he, I actually, it's a fascinating what-if to me. What if they win that game and they win that Super Bowl? And then he has this big drop-off and Harbaugh leaves and it blows up. And now he's taking the knees for the National Anthem as a Super Bowl winning and probable Super Bowl MVP. 
Well, I, does I that give it a bigger platform? No, I don't think so. I don't think anything would be different at all. I think the reason that he's been benched is because he hasn't been uh, the caliber of player that Chip Kelly wanted to start. And I agree. Now you're looking at your team and you're one and four with Blaine Gabbert, and you're just atrocious offensively. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? You have to obviously move to Colin Kaepernick. But does he? You you have to assume that Chip Kelly knows better than the public than we do. Then we, right? yes, yes. Like the the answer is he does. There has to be a reason that Kaepernick hasn't been starting all along, and. Maybe we'll find out what those reasons are when he plays the Bills, who have a pretty right. good pass rush. Right, exactly. And I mean, the Bills the Bills are clearly not scrubs, and they showed up last week against the Rams, and they're now 3-2. and two. They won three in a row. They, against, yeah, they saved their season. The, the, their last three wins are against the Cardinals, Patriots, and Rams, which are all amazing defenses. So put them up against the Niners, who are decent defense in, in their own rights, but in Buffalo, like you've got to expect them to drop minimum twenty four. I would think that the Bills the would Niners, score 20, right? 24 points. I would hope. Now what? Now what do you expect from the Niners? Like I, I don't know. It's just going to be an interesting game, and I'm really actually looking forward to that game this weekend. Do you think that Kaepernick's protests have sparked the kind of discussion that he wanted? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you've got to assume there's going to be some pushback in any protest, any kind of protest, because there are people. You know, it's human nature to be afraid of change, and and any kind of uh, conversation that sparks conversation about change, if not change itself, is going to threaten the people that, that are afraid of it. I, I think that, and I've said this on the podcast before, that the discussions that popped up in the wake of Kaepernick taking a knee for the anthem had more to do with the anthem and the flag and what it represents than the state of how black people are treated in the country. Well, I I don't know. I'd say 50-50. And I think that mostly the conversations that were coming up about the anthem and the flag were a bunch of... Easy. Uh, <laughs> Select your words carefully, L. <laughs> a bunch of people that don't really understand what he was trying to accomplish and mm-hmm. just saw it as an act of protest and didn't even take the time to look into what it was about. And didn't look into his very well-thought-out, well-spoken like statements about right. it and afterwards. Y- and I mean, in general, I think you can look at a lot of media outlets today and they don't care what it's about as long as they're getting the hits. So they're mm-hmm. just trying to have the conversation that's going to drive viewership up. And I think that probably perpetuated the whole issue itself i I, i'm glad that he has done it thus far i hope he continues to do it i I don't know why him being the starter would change anything his teammates some of his teammates are doing it other nfl players are doing it and frankly i think that perhaps this is this might be my hot take of the day that him doing it might spark a like a whole host of NBA players to do it, and I think that'll make a bigger difference than NFL players doing it. I absolutely agree, yeah. Because because they're much more visible. Yes. You know, they're not hiding behind their helmets. They're not helmets and, and logos. They're they're out there, you know. They're they individuals. Got, so if, like, Steph Curry and LeBron and Carmelo, CP3, all, all, all these guys are making visible protests. They're linking arms during the anthem. Maybe some people take knees. Sorry about that. That's, this that's is, on you, man. That is... Three podcasts in a row that my phone has emitted some sounds, which is just a principle of my professionalism, that we can't be too perfect on this show. There has to be a chink in everybody's armor. But in any case, I think that the NBA is going to keep this wave going that Kaepernick started in earnest. 
Uh, but the, the, this kind of protest goes all the way back to John Carlos and Tommy Smith in the 1968 Olympics raising that gloved fist. So it's 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 not a new thing, but it's different to do it now in the social media era where it's we have news 24/7 in all different kinds of platforms. And it's Kaepernick's going to have to deal with the fact that he started this thing for the rest, of, not only the rest of his career, but well afterwards. I hope he's prepared for that. Well, yes and no. Uh, I think an interesting point that's often overlooked with the current um, status of the media is that, yes, it's very instantaneous, but at the same time, the news cycle is a lot quicker. So, like the the anthem, you're you're very right about the that. anthem protests way back in the day probably had a much longer conversation just for that one action. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kaepernick took a knee one week. If he hadn't taken a, a knee the next week, then that it would have just been a one week conversation, and that's the end of it. You know, right? The whole reason that it it continues to be a story is because he continues to do it. It's uh, I'm trying to think of. Like, the whole Black Lives Matter, one, one of the, this actually connects directly to what Kaepernick's talking about, because when we hear of the latest shooting of an unarmed black person in the country, we make the person's name a hashtag, and we talk about it for maybe 24 hours, and then exactly. we just are on to the next person. I don't, like, That's there's there, there are more names to try and remember than anybody can keep track of at this point. So I don't know how, the only reason it continues to be a story is because... Black people continue to get shot unarmed by the police. Right. So I, I like I, when you said that just now. I was thinking I don't even know who the most recent right one is because it could have been one last night that I, you were talking about, I, I, and I, I I wouldn't even. I have no idea when the last time I heard Michael Brown, the dude who got shot in Ferguson. I haven't heard his name in the news in ages and ages. I haven't heard Eric Garner's name. Uh, it's the last couple of months. It's been Philando Castile and Keith Keith Scott. And I'm sure there'll be another one in the next couple of months. But unfortunately, Kaepernick, I think, is taking a logical step because I think he is just as much at a loss for how to, to actually make the systemic changes that it would take for less black people to get murdered by the police. Because the change would have to be on a macro scale. It can't just be, little, uh, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know how long it would take to see the results of said changes anyway. It's it's tough to just sort of sit here and try and talk about a solution to the problem, but the only solution that Kaepernick knows is to get more people talking about it. So that's why he takes the knee, which isn't isn't necessarily oh I'm going to make a solution this way. It's I'm going to get people talking, and when people talk and have discourse, that's an, a healthy way to create a solution. Right. I've I've heard some criticisms of it about like oh well, what's he going to do? Like all he's doing is taking this knee. Like he's not doing anything. And it's like, who cares? His his whole point is to raise awareness. He's not trying to make the change. He's no, just he trying to bring it to the forefront. He, do, he doesn't uh, have policies written out on how to like you know change right. the it's way like, pol- what do you, police what do you police. Like like he is a football player. Like that's his job. He's mm-hmm. not a he's not a senator. Mm-hmm. He's not going to walk into the House of Representatives and say, "Here's a bill that we're going to pass to to make." Make sure police have have cam- body cameras or something like that. Make sure He's that just, they can't, he just wants yeah. people to talk about it yeah. and be conscious of it. So, so hopefully, I think we've kind of exhausted that topic. No, no, I think I think I think that's that's the right amount to talk about. I, I think it. I mean we could keep talking about it, but I think there is a saturation point. <laughs> I agree, yeah. and I hope that that people, not only the two of us, but people, continue to talk about it yeah. as he continues. To and perhaps it. we will be returning to this conversation next week. There you go. All right, so 
What else did you... Oh, so I have a sequitur between the two topics you wanted to talk about. Because the other thing you wanted to talk about was about Kaepernick's former head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and the Michigan Wolverines, who are now number four in the country and have a bye week right here in the middle of the season. Why did you want to talk about them on a bye week? I think they are officially the best team in the country. Wow. That's a nice hot take. Yeah, they did beat, I, they did beat Rutgers 78 I've, to nothing. I've never seen an ass-whooping as big as the one they put on Rutgers. Right. Not just in points, but in yards. It like, was six, 622 yards to 39 yards, yeah. right? Total yards? Total yards. That's, I mean, that's, like, just absurd. Yeah, that's it, is, like, it is kind of absurd. It's like if you're playing a video game versus a baby. 20, 23 first downs to two first downs. On easy mode. Yeah. I don't think a baby could get two first downs against you in a video game, but whatever. Oh, maybe. Maybe. You never know. Just hitting buttons. <laughs> Button smash. Uh, but... If Michigan's the best team in the country, they are going to get a chance to prove it. So that means, if you think they're the best team in the country, that means you think that that'll bear itself out over the next couple of weeks, that they will beat Ohio State when they play Ohio State. Right, and interestingly enough, I'm actually, um, I think that the Ohio State at Wisconsin game is going to be a lot closer than than people are expecting this weekend. Like I know, Is that game in Ohio State or in Wisconsin? It's in Wisconsin. And if you if you recall earlier this season, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin beat LSU, mm-hmm. um, which at the time was crazy. Like I know going into the season, I had LSU in the playoff, winning the playoff. So so for me, it was an incredibly surprising outcome. Um, Do you? And, and then they also just beat Michigan State. Um, Two weeks ago, and they uh, or three, three they, weeks they, ago. they they lost to Michigan in the Big House in a dogfight, fourteen to seven. Exactly, which you might say reflects poorly on Michigan for allowing it to be such a close game. But that's why Wisconsin's number eight. Consider in the country. this: what if what if Ohio State goes to Wisconsin and Wisconsin beats them? Then Michigan looks phenomenal. Well, like better even even better because they beat they beat them at home. The the home field makes a difference but i also think this is a moot point because i think ohio state is going to win by double digits but that's just me uh it is it is just you it's totally just you i i don't think so at all like look at the teams that they beat so far ohio state they they beat indiana at home struggled against them even though the score says they won by 21 it was it was really a closer game than the score we're talking about ohio state right ohio state yep they crushed Rutgers, so no surprise that that Michigan crushed Rutgers, but it is a surprise that they outgained them by so much, and then that they beat them so much on the road. They, they, I think it's so much harder to win on the road than people think in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, ro- they road stomp- victories stand out a lot more. The only conference road game they've played, they stomped Oklahoma. Out of conference. Out of conference. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, they stomped Oklahoma, but Oklahoma lost to Houston, and Houston just lost to Navy. So That's, like, I, you, I, like I. I hate right but using sure but the transitive but, property in yeah, no no i'm not using the transitive property i'm not saying they lost to navy i'm not saying they could have lost right. to navy i'm saying just as a reflection of how you have to i'm, I'm saying the polls. when 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 the panels looks at this at the end of the year to decide the college football playoff these are the kinds of things that they take into consideration mm-hmm. like notre dame is now not being considered a great team because they lost to duke and um they lost to. They're two and four now. Aren't another. They? They're they're re- they're really just South South Carolina. No, uh, Notre Dame. No. Oh, you're talking about who they like, lost didn't, to. Didn't I mean, Notre I can Notre look Dame it up. I can to... look it up real quick. But it's 
it's bad. I, I, I feel bad for Notre Dame fans, but you wanted to, why, we, we have to come back to Michigan and talk to about why you think Michigan. So you think that it and Ohio State are both going to be in, do you think ultimately Ohio State beats Wisconsin? No. No. Oh, 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 Wisconsin? Um, I, I honestly don't know. I think that <laughs> okay. game should be a pick em. I, I really do. I think maybe Ohio State should be a one-touchdown favorite at the most. Um, but I, I don't see him going into Wisconsin and putting it on him like like it might be expected to. So are you officially – so, so does this mean that you're officially making Michigan your national championship pick? Yeah, officially. Yep. All right. Put it on the board. I love it. Put it on the board. My friend, my friend Jake will be very happy to hear that he's uh, – the only reason I have any rooting interest in college football is because he's from Ann Arbor and a diehard uh, Wolverines fan. So I casually root for Michigan uh, in college football. So this will make him happy, and to a degree, it makes me happy because I like Harbaugh because he's a man child. He's. Uh, Did you see the picture if of he, him at the Ruth a, Chris? Yeah, a glass a of milk. Steak and a glass oh, of milk. Oh, beautiful. So manly. Quick, quick story. Uh, a local Ruth Chris Steakhouse uh, in Ann Arbor told. Wolverines fans that they would discount stakes for a week uh, based on Michigan's margin of victory against Rutgers. But the guy, smart, <laughs> he smartly, he was like, he capped the discount at 50%, which is a good thing because they won 78 to nothing. So he was going to have to sell the stakes. Hey, that place is probably 70, packed. That place is probably doing good business. Although, I don't know how much business you would need to make up for giving stakes away at a 78% I, discount. I would so. want to be a waiter there this week because yes. they're going to be getting some serious and, tips. And especially because Harbaugh and his wife ate there and he had a glass of milk with his steak. I love Jim Harbaugh. And he's kind of a perfect college coach. I can see why his style would wear itself out in the NFL. He was still enormously successful, but he's a perfect college coach. Yeah, agreed. All right, so Michigan is your title pick. Is there anything else that's on your mind that you want to talk to, talk to, talk about today, Elliot? I do have one thing to ask of you. Do you have a recommendation of a, a song, an album, a TV show, a movie? Uh, this is a, a belated bit called So Hot Right Now. So hot right now. Just, Do you have just any, something that I've that I've uh, that you've enjoyed enjoyed recently. Yeah, it might not it might not necessarily even be something that's come out recently. Just something you've enjoyed recently. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Jason Aldean. Lately. Jason Aldean. Yep. All right. Especially his album uh, Night Train. All right. Great album. So hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, no. Should be another great weekend of football. A lot of interesting storylines, but... Both know, in college and in the NFL. Yeah, we're not going to um, cover anything right now. All right. But one last thing. One Yes, one last thing. I love it. Gotta take Duke plus 35 tonight at Louisville. Gotta do it. One, one last thing. My friend Jake uh, sent me a song by The Fifth Dimension called The Rainmaker. I recommend looking up that old song because Ninth Wonder, the famous hip-hop producer, sampled it for a song called Murs Day, M-U-R-S Day. And the old song, The Rainmaker by The Fifth Dimension, is a fantastic song. Go look it up. That's my my one last thing. Oh, one last thing. Um, Memphis, minus 11 at Tulane. Gotta take Memphis tonight. You know so few names of the players on any of these teams. That is accurate. It's just so funny to me that you, A, give out the picks, and B, you put money on it. It just blows my mind. Hey, it's it's about the system in college. It's not about the players. One last thing. I really found it hilarious about Sam. My boy Sam Barbell came on the podcast yesterday talking about someone who had 
a sort of logical theory about Trump, but that was just incorrect. I think that is a funny thing that I'm going to try and come up with. Logical theories that are just woefully incorrect, and maybe see if we can come up with a few more in a future podcast. Okay. Yeah, one last thing. i got to get the hell out of here because uh, my shift is about to start. All right. Elliot, say bye to the people. Bye, people. All right. We'll see you later. Cheers.